Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode four, but week five of the Free Money Podcast. Uh, last week we did not do an episode; our schedules did not work. I had to speak at an event on Wednesday, which is our normal taping day, and then Thursday uh, Drew was too cool to do it with us. So we ended up not being able to do it, but, uh, Jay and Lyndon was available every day because that's the kind of man he is. Um, nevertheless, we're back this week and, uh, Drew, it's excellent to, to see you again. I saw you mere hours ago and now I get to see you again. Well, it's just, it's different when it's by Zoom with Jay and Lyndon, and we know we're about to make everyone so much money. So I'm excited after a week off. I kind of feel like it was a nice reset. We were doing way too even, way too close to 500. Now let's start profiting. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I, well, you're just saying that because you went below 500 last week, whereas Jay and I at least went 500. You embarrassed us, um, which that's got to stop, or we're going to replace you with somebody that knows more about it um jay how are you I think actually if you I, we're right at like all three of us are literally i might even tied at 500 it's pretty crazy jay how's everything everything's great you know i had a, a lot of the, the the bad news is i had a lot of statistics for you last week <laughs> but I, you know i thought about the good news is we've avoided talk, talking politics so far so you know i'll take what i can get i understand why you are so like why does it why does it worry you so much? I mean, you know, I don't care what your opinion is. Like, why does it, but you do like freeze up even when I like just, you know, I can just say the name Trump and you're like, ah, 
why? And you just freeze up, and I don't understand why. I just don't like talking politics uh, on the podcast. <laughs> what, I mean, what are you worried about? Are you I'm not worried about anything. He's just here to make money and talk sports. That's true. He is he is the the quintessential stick to sports guy. He only likes he, he likes sports, Dan Dockich and Clay Travis. That's all Jay and Linda likes. And he doesn't want to hear about anything else. And I understand. And I will say I, I will say this, Matt. You know, and I I, I here's what gonna be my politics for the day. Oh wow. But I, I believe this is true for me listening to the show. You come from a family of Republicans for the most part, and you're a Democrat. Yeah. Uh, I, I most part come from a family of Democrats, and I'm a Republican. And I do think that that helps you be a little nicer to people. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, my parents were always Republican, and as and now. I want to thank Donald Trump for this are becoming more Democrat. Thanks to, uh, thanks to Donald. And, uh, but yeah, I was always used to being around Republican and I was a Republican until I was, you know, able to think. And so, um, it was, uh, it was, it's just, so I, yes, I totally understand. And the other thing is, and I hope, I hope in the future, this is the case. I kind of come from a time that like, in an era where it was like no big deal to think different things about politics. I, it's been so weird to see people sort of in the last five years kind of let it define them. I hope that go, I hope that goes away at some point. I don't think it's as bad now as it was a year or two ago, but hopefully it'll get better. All right. Uh, with that, let's uh, let's go to the sports side of things. It is time to pick games in week five, of course, Kentucky and Florida. That's the game we care the most about. Um, we might as well do it first. I know I'll let Jay Lynn do it, but this this Kentucky and Florida. It's a big game. Drew, how are you feeling about eight points? Do you want me to be a Kentucky fan or do you want me to be honest? I think this is a podcast where you are allowed to be honest. I'm going to bet on Kentucky, but I really am not going to enjoy doing it. I, I don't love it. I love that they're 4-0. They've done a lot of good things, but if we're really being honest with ourselves, none of the wins have been that impressive. And the teams that they've beaten have got some pretty bad losses on their resume. I don't think Florida is what Florida normally is. So that helps. But I, I am, everything I listen to, it seems everyone's picking Florida. I feel like I might even be feeling some, some peer pressure from uh, other shows. But I, I, I'm worried. I'll leave it at that. I'm going to put it down as Kentucky, and I'll actually put money on it. Uh, but I'm acknowledging there's a little bit of the fan in me uh, giving a homer pick there. But I, I will do Kentucky. Well, I'm going to say this on the show either tomorrow or Friday when we, when we do it. I think Kentucky either wins a close game or we lose by 20. And I, and I genuinely believe that because I still don't know if we're good or not. Like, we're not bad. I mean, I don't think – I mean, I think we're good enough to win eight games and not be any better than we are right now. But I don't know if we are beat Florida good. But I don't – but I – also think it's very possible that we are and so i think this game will tell i mean if we if we're not competitive against florida or lsu then we're just not very good right like that's just kind of how it is i think we there's a world that we could still be decent and lose to florida by two touchdowns but i'll feel like jay i i don't think we have to beat florida to be a good team but i think we do need to be competitive with them to be a good team i agree with that um 
You know, I've really thought about this a lot this week. Uh, the one thing that I think makes me happy in years past of a, as a longtime UK fan is we don't have to play perfect to win. Like, I really believe that we don't have to play perfect. We need to play really well. I think we're going to need to pass the ball. Um, I, I'm hoping cocky Dan Mullen overlooks some stuff. That's what I'm hoping because I don't really like that dude. Uh, yeah, right now, right now, Matt, the spread is eight over unders 55. Yeah, I mean, I think you don't pick the over unless you think Kentucky's good. And right now, I would pick Kentucky to cover. I, well, I, I will pick Kentucky to cover. But like I said, I either think this game comes down to the end or we get beat pretty, pretty, pretty solid. I mean, I don't think there's a world where we'll get beat 40 to nothing. But I do think there's a world where we could lose 41 with 21. Well, wait, Tennessee lost to them. Um, but I don't. We'll know. We'll know a lot more on Monday. We're going to know a lot more. And uh, then I think we'll know kind of what we're going to be the rest of the year. So I'll add that I kind of like that under a little bit. I'll probably be on that too. Cause I think Kentucky, I do think their defense is good and I think they're going to go back to old faithful and run the ball a lot. Yeah. We need one or two explosive plays though. We got to hit a Levis to Robinson bomb. We got to get, one or two the, the thing about this team that's different than the last few Kentucky teams is we can get an explosive play we can get a you know we can get a, a cheapy touchdown we got to get at least one of those we haven't gotten one of those we haven't gotten one of those last two weeks we got to get one got to get one this week all right Jay what's first well it, my hope here 25 ranked teams have lost through week four that's the most since 1936. So I'm hoping that this that's going to be 26, right? Well, Next, it's going to be more than that because there's a lot of right teams playing each other this year, this week. There's yeah, there's a lot this week. Um, and to Drew's point, I think I would even tease this up and take the under, tease it up to 61. I think I would like like that on the UK game. Okay. The, the next game is an SEC game that kind of baffled me a little. Troy travels to South Carolina. The fighting, crying Shane Beamers are a seven-point favorite to Troy. Let Drew go first. I'm, I'm glad you started with this one because this is actually my favorite bet. I, could, I couldn't believe this line when I saw it. I think South Carolina is pretty bad. In fact, I might even say they suck. But Troy at home, a touchdown, I – I feel like I got to take that. I mean, Sandstorm's going to get a second chance against a team that shouldn't be their caliber. Uh, South Carolina has to win. I think if they were to lose this, you might as well just give up on Beamer already. That would be such a bad look. I, I thought this line would be much higher, even though South Carolina is so terrible. And, and Troy's been fine against their competition, but I've already bet this one. I was worried it would go up, and I bet the minus seven as soon as I saw it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I I, I think this is uh, – so you, I assume you're taking South Carolina, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, I, I'm sort of with you. I feel like this is a – you know, Troy is not great this year. I think they just lost – who did you say? Did they, they lost to somebody just like a week ago. Actually, Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, to go full yeah, circle. They, Monroe, that's right. So, uh, sorry, if, if something – if I missed something when you were saying, Drew, I got a message from the, the guy that is – live that i'm i'm in my lexington apartment i have an my apartment is over top the office and he said that his office is 
leaking tons of water and he wondered if I'd flushed the toilet wrong or something. So I was trying to go make sure that my toilet was not flooding his office and I don't think it is. Okay, but anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, I, I, I think Troy might be bad and South Carolina is not good, but they're good enough. So I, I'm with you, Drew. I like South Carolina minus seven. Yeah, Troy lost by two touchdowns to Louisiana Monroe. And Louisiana Monroe, uh, Rhett Rodriguez's son, had that bad injury. Thank God he's okay. But you can kind of – I don't like to compare games when they've all played each other, but you kind of have the South Carolina, Kentucky, Troy, Louisiana Monroe here where you can kind of form an opinion. I just – as bad as they are, I think they get it done, South Carolina. I, I'm in 100% agreement. I've already bet on this game as well. I've, I've already bet on South Carolina. Yeah. Well, that what worries me is it looks almost too good, and those always worry me a little bit. So we'll see. What's next? The game of the century: Connecticut at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt What's is spread? a fourteen and a half point favorite against Connecticut. I am that. Yeah, that's amazing. At the same time, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to take Vanderbilt. And the reason is, I think Connecticut is historically bad. And Vanderbilt is bad, but they won a game. And Connecticut is not going to win a game this year. They're just not. Now, 14 and a half is a lot. So I would not bet this game in real life. But if you make me pick it, everybody's going to look at that and think these two teams are equally terrible. But they're not. Connecticut is Connecticut lost to Holy Cross, okay? I mean, they lost to Holy Cross. Now, you can say, of course, that, uh, that Vanderbilt lost, East, lost ETSU, but ETSU, ETSU has ballers. Holy Cross has, like, like, Bill Simmons plays for Holy Cross. So I am taking Vanderbilt, Drew, to oddly cover in this game. I'm also taking Vanderbilt, but I am wondering, will there even be 200 people at this game? Because most Vanderbilt home games are just the other team. Their fans want to go to Nashville. Their families want to go to Nashville. It's kind of a game you circle on the calendar. But I don't think UConn even has fans that would want to make that trip. I don't know who will be there to watch this. I think for Vanderbilt's players and coaches, they've had this one circled. They know they're bad. They're like, well, this is one we have to win and have to win big to at least have a little fun and excitement. So I'll go Vandy, but I don't think anyone will be there witnessing. I realize this has more to do with Georgia's defense and Vanderbilt's offense, but last week Vanderbilt had 77 total yards and Georgia had 62 points. I don't know if there's ever been a game where somebody had more points than the other team had yards. This is kind of weird. Connecticut lost by two to an undefeated team. Now that undefeated team just happened to be Wyoming, yeah. but I wouldn't bet this, but man, I'm going to tease this. Connecticut plus 20 and a half. Okay, I like that yeah. actually. Why don't I we make that like thing? Vandy's win by 15 and a half to 20 and a half. That's the exact amount they're gonna win by. Um, but yeah, actually, that's that's interesting. UConn is historically bad. I'm still taking Vandy SEC SEC. Uh, this game is also on ESPNU, which makes me laugh. What's next? You know, I'm gonna call this the desperation SEC game of the week. Auburn travels to LSU. Both teams are three and one. LSU is favored by three and a half points. And I'm going to read you all who Auburn and LSU play after this game. Auburn goes Georgia, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, then ends the year with Alabama. 
LSU goes Auburn, UK, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas, all back-to-back. Both those teams have to win this game. LSU minus three and a half. Yeah, one of these teams could actually finish last in the SEC West. I mean, they probably won't. It'll probably be Mississippi State. But one of these teams is almost certain to finish sixth in the SEC West. So this is a big game. Both of them lost non-conference. So both of them at least have a chance of not even getting bowl eligible. Um, You know, this is tough because I think these teams are mirror images of each other. The game is at LSU, but if you're giving, if, if Auburn's getting three and a half, and I think these teams are basically equal, then Drew, I'm going to take Auburn because I get the three and a half. I have the same logic. I, I don't know what to make of Auburn. They looked good against Penn State, and then they almost lost to Georgia State, and Bo Nix has been pulled at quarterback. I don't know what they're doing this week, but at least to end that game, they went to the backup for not just a series. It was most of the second half. But, yeah, LSU also hasn't impressed me. I'd be a little afraid of Death Valley. Do we know if this is a night game? Auburn should yeah, be. It's 9 o'clock. Oh, it's 9 o'clock night. Uh, I, don't, I don't love taking Auburn in that scenario, but if I can get it at three and a half, I think it can be a field goal game. I'll go Auburn covers. I'm actually going to go different from you all here. My rationale is uh, this is Coach O's possible coaching career on the line. I mean, I really think he loses this, and you look at that schedule. Um, you know, Auburn's coach can survive a little bit just because he's new there. But, um, you know, that that time of game at LSU at night, give me the Tigers on that one. Yeah, it's amazing to me that LSU won the national championship two years ago and they might fire the coach. But they might do that, and that's absolutely insane. But. Let's hit the big game. Uh, well, one of the big games. There's two really big games in the SEC this week. But let's talk about Ole Miss traveling to Alabama. Um, it's gone up to Alabama being favored by 15 and a half. What's the over-under? 79 and a half. Boy, that's, a, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll take the under just for the hell of it because I'm not sure either. T- Last year they had a shootout. It was like 56-48. And I think everybody just assumes that'll happen again. I'm not sure. But anyway, 15 and a half is a lot. Ole Miss has played Alabama really well over the last two years. I don't think they're going to win this game, but I think they're going to stay between 15 and a half. I mean, I, I, it's very, very rare. I'll bet against Alabama. Very rare. But for this, you give me 15 and a half. I could also see a scenario where they got down 28, Drew, and then scored two touchdowns at the end because Kiffin keeps throwing the ball. So I'm going to say Ole Miss covers. I don't think they're going to win, but I'll give them the ch- the cover. Uh, Jay, you don't even have to tell me, but I'm going to take Alabama first quarter and first half. But if you know it, let's let our listeners know. I don't know it. I was actually okay. just looking it up because I was scared to take it this week just because it's Ole Miss. Yeah, Um I'm going to go Bama, but I hate it. I won't do it with actual money. I'll do it for the sake of this exercise. I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, I think just think Saban will want to have some fun with Kiffin and put up a lot of points, too, and show him that he's still the, the big dog that puts up the points in that conference. But like Matt said, Kiffin will be swinging till the final seconds. I might even go over as high as it is, but I'll take Alabama to cover the spread. Confidence level, 0.2. Oh, man. I, I've gone back and forth on this. Um, 
man, 15 and a half is just so many points. Um, I think Alabama's going to win. Alabama has not trailed in 53 quarters, but I will take Ole Miss to cover here. What do you guys think about what happened between Kiffin and Wilbon? Uh, did you say, have you seen that? I did. I, I Oddly, I kind of like Kiffin clapping back at him. I like Wilbon, but that did seem to go on and on a little longer than it needed to over a game pick. But uh, I've enjoyed Lane Kiffin on Twitter. I, I supported it. No, I, liked, I like Kiffin too. Wilbon, see, it's a classic example of what you think matters because Wilbon's right. If, if you go through Kiffin's career, He's done something terrible everywhere that he's been in charge. But there's also a case to be made that he's changed. But I could also understand why someone would say, no, he hasn't, right? So I don't, you know, I understand both sides. I do like, though, that Kiffin responded to him. Most of the time, these these coaches are mad about the media and they don't say anything. I wish they'd just say it because then at least people know. So I liked that. So I'll... I'm not on either side, but I've enjoyed it. And I think, uh, I think they both, I mean, I understand why Will Bond says, because everywhere Kiffin's been, even at Alabama, he did some stuff that was like, but so far he hasn't at Ole Miss. So I understand why Kiffin might say, well, then give me a second chance. I think it's interesting, Jay. Yeah. You know, my first thought was, are the ratings on PTI down? (laughs) I mean, seriously, I, I thought, because well, it seemed a little out of character for him to come out that strong about about him, calling him a clown. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's not. Wilbon does that all the time. It's just normally about pro people. Um, you know, Wilbon's a little self-righteous. But you, you know what I heard the other day that, that shocked me? PTI is the only show on ESPN that finishes number one in its time slot for 18 to 40-year-old people. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, because they, those are two old dudes yelling at each other, <laughs> you know? And Maybe yet, the it's one, it's the only regular show ESPN has that wins the time slot 18 to 40. I think it's just routine for people. It's been on so long, and it is good. I haven't watched it as much in the last few years, but I, when, it, when I, I catch it when it's on, and it's still, it's still good. Well, I mean, I love Kornheiser. Love him. Will Bond is okay. But the funny thing is, I hate those kind of shows now, but still like them. Like I don't, I can't watch Around the Horn. I don't know about y'all, but I just, I, I got, I got nothing for Around the Horn. But I do still like PTI. Those daytime shows, I used to have them on as background noise all day long. I haven't even, no offense to your employer, I haven't turned it to ESPN for much. That's not live sports in a long time. I like Van Pelt, and at midnight, if I'm awake, I watch him. And then I think the NFL live show now, which has Orlovsky, Spears, Rutledge, and Mina Kimes, I actually know and like all four of those people. I think it's the first time I've ever had a show nationally that I actually can say I know everyone on it. And so I think I just watch it, Jay, to feel like I'm important. I just see the four of them on there, and I'm like, they're all my friends. And I think it makes me – I mean, I don't know – Dan is the only one I would actually say is my friend, but like I can text all four of them and I've never had a show like that, Jay. And I think it makes me happy. Just like me watching KSR, listen to KSR. <laughs> those are my friends. Oh, so your friends. That's right. You know, somebody asked me, do you really know those guys? I was like, no. I mean, how would I not know them if we do a podcast together? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes, you definitely, you have reached,
That's really? classic that he how throws many, on how many, Then I, I don't want to say uh, uh, that are our friends because I don't want to offend anyone. But how many of them do you think really you would say know us? Jay and Lyndon would be one. How many others do you think would, would fit that bill? John Short. You think John Short really knows us? uh yeah I'll, I'll see it especially ryan yeah i know. You know like let's say all three of us like me because you know we individually know some listeners but me you and ryan he knows ryan i don't think he knows you um are there who do you I, okay i'll give you one uh marcia i think knows the three of us definitely no marcia pretty well there's more than you think i know, i got well let's okay let's give a couple shots Daryl. Daryl? Uh, well, I mean, we're talking like, do they have to be regular callers or just listeners? They have to, yeah, I mean, they have to be people we've met through the show that we've gotten to know. And they also, we have to interact with them personally. It can't just be on the phone. Harvey? I've never met Harvey, and I'm scared of him, so I'm not sure if I would sure love I'm... to meet Harvey. I would give anything yeah, to Harvey. I don't know about Harvey at all. I'd like, let's, you know, I'm not sure about him. I can think of some, but I mean, they don't call, so I no one would know who they are. Yeah, but well, we didn't meet them through the show. Yeah, but like I meet them at remotes and stuff. But like, if oh, I said I, their names, no one listening it would register. Well, I meant for all three of us, not just people. I mean, Drew. What happens, Jay? Just so you know, is people like show up to remotes and like bring Drew an edible, and then they become <laughs> best friends. And so, like, I'm not, I'm not talking about those people, you know. Okay, hold on, hold on. In case my family's listening, I do not get edibles from random listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot claim illegal activity uh, on this show right. before I work for iHeart. That's Shannon. But anyway, the point is, whoever it is, uh, I just, I'm just saying, Drew makes friends really easy. Like, I, I am much harder to call someone a friend. And Drew is like, just somebody walks up and gives Drew a shot of fireball. And he's next thing I know, he's like, I went to Vegas with him last week. It's like, yeah, I, was so. a, I was in his wedding. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You're in everybody's wedding. All right. Anyway, we just move mail on. all your edibles to KS Bar. That's right. All <laughs> and then to Drew. That's your, that's your KS edible. Hey, Drew, I'm back in. Alabama minus six and a half first quarter. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all over that. I'm all over that. Like that, I would take Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss comes out firing. All right, next game. Uh, and you know, I don't think anybody knew this was going to be a top ten matchup at the beginning of the year, but Arkansas travels to Georgia. Over under here is uh, forty eight and a half. The spread's gone up to nineteen. It's the wow. first time Arkansas is in the top 10 since 2012. Who was their coach in 2012? Houston Nutt. John L. Smith. Oh, wow. That's good. Um, I thought you were going to say the spread was like 10. I cannot believe it's 19. Um, well, I'm flipping. I was going to say if it was around 10, I was going to say, Georgia, I'm taking Arkansas. You give me 19. I mean, these teams play pretty good defense. If I get 19, Drew, I can't take Georgia to cover 19. I'm a little conflicted because, I mean, Arkansas has been impressive, but I'm starting to think Texas A&M is just not good. No, I don't think they're good either, but Arkansas still beat Texas by a lot. 
No, I agree, but I also don't think Texas is very good. While Georgia has just been pummeling people, that number is really high. I'll go Georgia, but again, confidence level 0.2, not using actual money. I will add, I'm also a big Sam Pittman fan. That guy, have you seen uh, the picture of him where he's drinking a beer at his, I think it was his media day when he was in college. He's in full gear. There's a Coors Light. I met him with Bobby Bones, and when I met him, he just said, woo-hoo, Kentucky. He seems awesome. And then I saw today he was a dual-threat quarterback in, when he was younger. <laughs> I cannot see that guy running. Between him and Josh Heupel, who looks more like a dual-threat quarterback? If They both apparently were. That's funny. Well, go Pittman, but I think Georgia covers. You know, I'm going to go with Matt here. I, it's just 19 sounds like a lot. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to – this is going to be a tease. I'm going to do my Connecticut 20 and a half, plus 20 and a half, Arkansas plus 25. That's my tease for the weekend. Wow, that's and, and a lot. don't forget you're over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're under, whatever it was. Hey, can I tell you something, Drew, about Mark Stoops? Uh, since you made me think of Pittman, made me think of Stoops. I was at a party Saturday night with people watching the Kentucky-South Carolina game, mostly my friends. And, and, a, and a heated debate, I mean, a heated debate between my friends, wives, and girlfriends started up of who they would rather have sex with, <laughs> Mark Stoops or Ryan Lemon. Oh, wow. You're not going to ask me and Jay to answer this, right? No, I'm not. But it was a heated debate. All right, so there were four, there were five women involved. I won't say who they are. I'm not going to embarrass them. But it was heated. And, like, they went into all kinds of, the reason it came up was Stoops came on the screen and it looked like maybe he'd gained a little bit of weight, right? And that led to the conversation. And so they were debating it intently. And like the standards they had were hilarious. And I won't go into all of them, but you would have loved it, Drew. You know these people. Then all of a sudden, they came to a consensus, 3-2 Ryan Lemon. Oh, wow. The upset. It wasn't upset. And you want to know the, the winning factor for most of the women? I got to hear it. They thought Ryan would try hard. <laughs> which, which I thought was a really, really funny thing. They thought Ryan would try harder. So we basically agreed Ryan Lemon wins 3-2. And then all of a sudden, Vince Merrow came on the screen. And so I said, what if I throw Vince Merrow in? And one of our friends, girlfriends goes, oh, easy Vince Merrow. And at that point, it didn't even matter what anybody else said. From now on, every time that person comes up, I'm just, if Vince Merrill's around, I'm going to be like, say to my friend, hey, dude, you better watch out. Your you lady is about to leave for Vince Merrill. You have made me use part of my brain I didn't know I'd ever use. I have mental images I don't want to see. This is a conversation I didn't expect to come up, but I, you got me thinking scenarios now. I, I want to get this out. I want to. I think you should ask Abby to weigh in Stoops versus Lemon versus Marrow. And where would she land on the. So, by the way, after you threw Marrow in, Marrow got both of Stoops' votes. So, those were clearly football people. And then took one of Ryan's votes. So Merrill won 3-2, and Stoops ended up with zero. Ouch. Tough look. Tough look. Good for Ryan, so, though. Good for Ryan. Press. I mean, the, the key thing for Ryan, they thought he had quite a work ethic. And they felt like that Ryan is a people pleaser, 
and would want to uh, to make life better. So Jay, did that conversation make you more comfortable than politics? It's just a hard transition to what I'm doing <laughs> next. It's just a rough transition. I want to tell you something though. Tell me you wouldn't have wanted to hear that conversation, Jay. And you don't even know these people. I, I may have to call KSR tomorrow bring that up or i don't know if that's for ksr you have wanted to listen to it this is why you tune into free money that's exactly right and i'm going to tell the story about dan dockage a little bit later as well uh but uh what's next next is tennessee traveling to missouri um the sec is four and two against the acc this year both the losses come to tennessee lost to pittsburgh Missouri lost last week in overtime to um, Boston College. Um, there are eight teams in the country who have not covered the spread this year thus far. One of those is Clemson, and one of those is also Missouri. Missouri is a three-point favorite over Tennessee. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, this is a tough one, man. I mean, I have no idea who's going to win this game, but I'm going to take the view I had on LSU-Auburn. I don't know who's going to win. I can see either team winning. I think for Tennessee, this is one of those games where they're like, their fan base is going to be like, if we're ever going to be good, we have to win against Missouri. So I think Tennessee goes on the road and gets a dub. So I'll take the Vols. I'm going Missouri. I know they just lost to Boston College. I just think Tennessee's not good at all and going the wrong way, while Missouri has some good things going and they're on their way up, even though that was a pretty bad loss. Uh, I'll go Missouri. You know, I'm going Missouri, and I actually really like it. Um, I, I watched a lot of the, uh, the Pittsburgh-Tennessee game, and the, the pit quarterback just picked apart Tennessee. And I feel like that's what Basilac's made for is just picking them apart. You know, Missouri's going to have to sure their defense up a little bit, but I, I, I like Missouri here minus the three. All right. Well, I'll be the one on the balls. Rocky top will always be, you know, corn won't grow at all on Rocky top. And the reason is that the dirt's too rocky by far. That's why I like that song, Drew. They tell you that corn's not going to grow, but they don't just leave it at that. They explain why. And that's why I've always appreciated the Osborne brothers. They don't just make a statement. They back it up with scientific evidence. Well, I respect your respect for that song, but my father has a CD with 15 different versions of it and just plays it in the car. So when one ends, the next one comes on. <laughs> and it's uh, like, oh. I mean, it's, 
unless it's bluegrass i mean what is it like a heavy metal version no there's literally different there's a edm version uh bluegrass someone's it's all everything you can think of he just plays it over and over and over so nothing rocky top for me that's terrible i i could not i i can take the bluegrass one i can't do the rest all right what's next next is last sec game mississippi state is going to texas a&m texas a&m's ranked 15th and they sure don't look like it uh, they are a seven-point favorite. I love A&M here. Heavy. Put a, put a triple scoop of A&M on me. If I have a tease this weekend, it's going to have him and, uh, him and him. A&M, I would go. I, you just take off your toenails, take them to the bank, get the money you can get for them, and bet it all on A&M. Also go A&M, but I don't love it as much as you. Like I said a minute ago, I, I just don't think they're very good at all, at least by the standards they were supposed to have. And uh, I guess Jimbo just got a big extension this past year. I think it's going to be a disappointing season overall. But they've at least got to bounce back and put one on Mississippi State at home. If not, my goodness, it's going to get real bad. Well, here's the other thing. A&M looked terrible last week, and Mississippi State played LSU close. So both of them are getting – too little respect for AM, too much for Mississippi. I love AM here. This is the this is my Matt Jones tapioca pudding seven-star lock of the week. Tappy. Is there a reason tapioca pudding was brought into it? Well, I mean, it's just I feel like that's how strong it is. Like the, okay. the way it's 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 tapioca pudding. It's that big. Jay, what about you? I, I agree. I like Texas AM here as well. The spread started nine. I'm surprised it got to seven. You uh, you don't seem to like the tapioca pudding part. Of not it. a big tapioca. I, there's not a lot of food I don't like, but tapioca would be. First of all, I, I, tapioca pudding something I've heard about my whole life. Never had it. Don't even know where you'd get it. I don't even know what it is. What is tapioca? It's pretty good. I don't know what it is, but it's pretty good. Is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? Is it? It's like a sweet, milky pudding, creamy. I don't think it'd be a fruit. But what is it? Like, is it like, what's the, that's what pudding is. is it's, I know what pudding is, but what is tapioca? It's like, is it a juice? I don't know what it is. I don't know. It is a starch extracted from the storage roots of the cavassa plant. Oh. It's from Brazil. That tells me everything I need to know. All right, good deal. What's, uh, what's next? And then we'll do our restaurant and our docket store. So we'll go to, uh, you know, the, 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 the big game of the week. Cincinnati travels to Notre Dame. Right now, Cincinnati is, is a road favorite going to Notre Dame. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't understand this line. I mean, I don't necessarily I'm – uh, I'm not somebody who believes that, like, Notre Dame's great, but I don't – think they're bad enough that they're a road or a home dog to Cincinnati now, I know Cincinnati is supposed to be good but it's still Cincinnati Notre Dame should have better players at nearly every position so and they're at home I just don't know how you make Cincinnati the favorite it wouldn't shock me if Cincinnati won but if they play this game five times Notre Dame's gonna win three and a half so maybe four so I'm taking Notre Dame odd to me I'll just leave it at that Drew very angry with Notre Dame right now. Uh, last weekend, my play of the weekend was the Notre Dame-Wisconsin under. I loved it. I hammered it. I bet three times as much on that game as I did any game. 
No, uh, the game's over. Wisconsin has the ball. Need 14 more points to hit the over. Clock's running out. And Notre Dame doesn't get one, but two pick sixes to hit the over and ruin my entire day. Meaningless pick sixes. I want to go against them, but I'm with you. There's no reason that the Irish should be like that at home. Uh, they've had some bad games, haven't looked great at all. Offensive line's pretty bad, but they got to cover that at, 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 at home, I would think. So I'll go with them, but I'm very angry with them. I can't ask, how are they a home dog? Like, you got to be you got to be really good to be a road dog at Notre Dame, Jay. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you all here, which is going to – be a little oh, mad gave me the look of disgust that's okay here's my rationale i notre dame has they have had escapes in at least three of these games i mean I, I it's a miracle that they're they're where they are all they can do is pass they they run they had 33 rushing yards on 36 carries against wisconsin cincinnati's best player and you remember i said this is a mod sauce gardener who's their cornerback, and he's going to take one to the house, and Cincinnati's going to win, and Cincinnati's going to cover. it would be a heck of a moment for them if they do. That's a, uh, unbelievable to me that they are a, a home uh, underdog. All right, my bookie is where you go to make your bets, mybookie.ag. Just think of agriculture. When you think of agriculture, you think of my bookie. You go on there, if you use the promo code KSR50. Somebody asked what KSR50 was. Isn't it this, Drew? Drew? I can't, Drew. Hello. I can't, can you, can you, okay, there you are. I don't know, you disappeared from me for a minute. Okay, promo code free money. What, free money, sorry. <laughs> Mybookie.ag, promo code free money. Put in up to $250, they'll match it, and then you'll be able to bet like a champion. You'll be able to throw Jay and Lyndon Bucks around on the weekend. It's mybookie.ag, dollar dollar bill, you all. For if you have never bet, go to mybookie.ag. If you've used another service and you're scared of them, don't be scared of mybookie.ag, promo code free money. Jay, what is our Louisville restaurant of the week? So I've actually been on kind of a health kick, trying to drop a couple LBs. And this place is by my house, but I didn't realize this until I went there. It's called Vinaigrette. It's actually based out of Lexington. And they have stores in Lexington, Cincinnati, and Louisville. Why don't you just say Wendy's? I mean, everybody has a vinaigrette. I mean, like, my... I've moved moved twice, and both times I've, I've moved next to a vinaigrette. There's so many outside my door i could pee on a vinaigrette right now it is good though i I really i really like it they used to be an advertiser of our podcast i believe (laughs) honestly jay i'm not even kidding you i think vinaigrette was a free money podcast advertiser i'm bringing them back i'm calling tomorrow and i'm bringing them i'm gonna bring my first (laughs) advertising money to the show that is hilarious i genuinely think Drew, one of our years, vinaigrette was an advertiser. They, they could have been. I love vinaigrette. Jay, uh, what is your salad you get there? I go with the bluegrass blackberry. Highly recommend. Bluegrass, bluegrass blackberry is the salad. And the dressing is like a blackberry vinaigrette. It's absolutely uh, immaculate. I have not had that yet, so that's going to be my next choice. I got the shrimp something or other, and it was really good. 
Yep. Yeah. So uh, I'm with you on Vinegrad. And if they want to come advertise again, I'm for it. I just don't think that's like a Louisville, like, yo, you sneaky, like your Korean restaurant was a surprise. It was good. That place is really it was good. good. No, it was great. And it was so weird. And I love that they just kept bringing me little plates of gelatin for me to eat, which made me excited. You sure it wasn't tapioca? <laughs> no. So here's my story. We are talking about Dockage yesterday. People at ESPN hate Dockage. And I mean, they really hate him, like, like across the board. And in the college basketball world, it got so bad that the only person that will even talk to him is Seth Greenberg. Like, no one else will even speak to him. And apparently it all stems from, they used to have the college basketball seminar every year before college basketball season. Every, all the college basketball people would come to Bristol. They'd get together and they'd, they'd talk about stuff, et cetera. And apparently they haven't done it in the last four years because four years ago, Dockage got in front of the room and essentially told all these people, all of whom are announcers, that they all sucked but him. <laughs> I can believe that. Him doing he it. basically said, you guys all need to call games like I do because I'm the only person that is entertaining in our ESPN college basketball uh, group of announcers. And let me just tell you, I don't think that went over well with a group that included Jay Billis, Dick Vitale, um, and various folks who, let's just say, did not appreciate Dockett's telling them that they all were terrible at their jobs. Well, he was so good at his job, he doesn't work there anymore and had to go to OutKick. He was <laughs> too good. Isn't that crazy, Jay, that, that, that one would decide to do that? Dude, that guy's all over the place, right? I mean, I, I don't get him. Nobody does. Yeah, he, you know, I knew one person that really liked him in the media and that would take up for him to me a lot. And when this happened and he sort of called me out, I texted that person and said, your boy came after me. And the response was, he's not my boy anymore. I'm done. I've been done with him the last couple of years. And this yeah, dude, think, this dude used to love him. I think you mentioned this. I mean, he came on KSR and I, I thought, you know what? You had one interview with him where I, I, I thought, you know what? He's, he's okay. And then he like goes off the rails. It's weird. It is crazy. And I, but it's a perfect place for him. I can't think of a better place for him to work. It's like Clay Travis tries to get all the worst people and say, let's just all be here together. You know, the super friends of awful. Uh, so good they're for like, him. They're like the media suicide squad. <laughs> I'd like to see Dockage in that one girl's uniform that everybody Harley. dresses. <laughs> Harley. Harley Dockage. Harley Dockage. If anybody wants to Photoshop a Harley Dockage, I'd be I'd be fine with it. Who's next? <laughs> this is the phone call. What's the next game? Couple more college, correct? Yeah. So we've got Ohio State traveling to Rutgers. Ohio State, you know, still you know has that loss against Oregon. There are there are five teams that have covered every week. That's U U UT San Antonio Bowling Green. Rutgers is one, Western Kentucky and Arkansas. Can Rutgers cover again? 
What's Ohio point? State's favored by 15 going to Rutgers. I say Rutgers covers. I don't think they win, but actually I think they're pretty good. Shiano's got them playing well. I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll keep it within two touchdowns and a point. Give me Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights, to cover on the landfills of New Jersey. I wouldn't have done this uh, before the season started. I thought Ohio State was going to be very good. Uh, they're good, but not where I thought they'd be. And then you got Gavin Wimsett up there at Rutgers just – making his money and ready to take over in a few years. So I'm going to go with Rutgers. Oh, man. Um, Jay likes all these big, heavy favorites. Jay only has like four teams he'll bet on, and he is betting on them. And these big, heavy favorites he takes. Well, I don't see what I'm doing here. I I do. I'll tell you one thing I like is Rutgers, Rutgers to be under 21 and a half. But I don't, you know, it's a that 15 scares me. Um, I, I'm actually going to go with you all and go with Rutgers here. All right, go Rutgers. All right, last college game. Last college game. Do we want to do Michigan at Wisconsin, Indiana at Penn State, or Louisville Wake Forest? Louisville Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a six and a half point favorite. I don't know if they win, but Louisville's got a decent shot of winning this game. I think Louisville – I don't think Louisville's good, but I don't think they're as bad as everybody thought. I think they – I'm taking Louisville, and it wouldn't shock me if they won. Drew? I've bet against Louisville and gotten burned twice. I can't do it again. On them both times. Yeah, I can't do it again. I mean, this one I have no clue. My confidence level is 0.0. But just to keep from uh, them getting another one on me, I'll go with Louisville. You know what? I'm flipping my records back to Ohio State. I just decided <laughs> that. And, man, I'm on the tease train this week. Louisville plus 12 and a half sounds pretty good in that game to me. Um, so, Matt, I'll go with you and take Louisville here. Yeah, I just – I I think all the te- – here's my view of the ACC. Every team sucks. So if you're giving me six or more in almost any game, I'm taking the dog for the rest of the year. Check it out. All right. NFL time. NFL, we're going to start with Arizona traveling to L.A. L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams coming off their big win are six-point favorites over Arizona right now. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think the uh, NFC West, they're all going to play each other, and they're all going to beat each other over the course of the year. And this is the first game where anybody in the in the divisions played each other, so it's tough. I like the Rams. I, I think, you know, the problem with the Rams is sometimes they'll get more fans of the other team, but Arizona has no fans either. And I think Arizona's been very lucky. They, they could have lost, should have lost to Minnesota, and I want to say they maybe should have lost last. Who did they play last week? Oh, Jacksonville, and they were down half. So, uh, I don't know how good they are. I like the Rams to cover at home. Yeah, the Rams are my my Super Bowl pick. Um, The Cardinals play the Titans in week one. I I watched every snap, and I thought the Cardinals looked great. But really, in hindsight, the Titans were pretty bad that game. So, I'm also with you. I can't figure out exactly how good the Cardinals are. I thought they'd win by a lot more against Jacksonville. So, I'll go the Rams here. I just think they are dominant. I had them against the Bucs. Uh, they can do everything, and they have the best defense in the league. 
You know, DeAndre Hopkins is questionable right now. If DeAndre if DeAndre Hopkins plays, I would go and take those points. If he doesn't, I would go with the Rams. So I guess for the record, I'll go with Arizona. All right, who's next? Tom Brady travels back to New England. It'll you'll you'll hear this until you how how much you'll talk about this on Saturday or Sunday morning. Matt will be a lot. It'll be the uh, it talk be of it. Talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, New England. Um, Tampa Bay traveling New England. Tampa Bay is a road favorite, six and a half points. Over unders forty nine. I think, I think New England might be bad. Um, they're one and two. Their only win is against the Jets, who might be the worst team they've ever played. Um, I think Brady puts it on them. There, I think he breaks the all-time passing record if he gets like 330 yards. And how much would he love to do that there uh, in New England? So give me uh, – I don't usually in the NFL, I don't take six and seven point. I always try to take the underdog. But I'm going to go with the favorite again. I'm going to take uh, the Bucks. Underdogs have been killing it in the NFL this year. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad last week. Last week was different, but go ahead. Yeah, just overall, the underdogs are still still up. But this is a game where if you're a Tampa Bay Buck in that locker room, Tom Brady is just going to give a look. And everyone at every position is going to know they're going to have to bring it that game for Tom because he wants to tear uh, his old coach down. I was just reading, I guess the book's coming out, reading their stories of how they've fallen apart. I think Brady is out for blood, and I just don't think Belichick has weapons to keep up. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you all. Matt, I agree with what you said. I really look hard at, at teams getting a lot of points in the NFL, but this is one, I, you know, rookie quarterback against Tom Brady. I'm taking Tom Brady every time yeah, with that. Underdogs, the first, the first week, the underdogs were like 12 and 30. And then the second week, I want to say it was like 9 and 6. But last week, the favorites won. So I think it's going to be another favorites week. So who's next? Cleveland Browns travel to Minnesota. Cleveland's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know why all of a sudden everybody's in on Minnesota. And I guess the answer would be that they almost beat Arizona, should have beaten Arizona, and then last week they won. Um, who they beat last week? They won last week. Who did they play? Well, I don't remember. Seahawks? They won. I don't know. The what? Was it the Seahawks? Yes, that's who it was. Nice yeah. job host an NFL show. Uh, with that said, I I think the Browns are good. I mean, I the Bears offense, I'm not sure any offense in the history of mankind has looked worse than the Bears did Saturday or Sunday. Part of that is Matt Nagy should be, you know, working at the Dairy Mart. But I think the Browns defense is really, really good. And so, I mean, it's basically a pick them. The Browns are better. I don't think home field means a lot in the NFL, so give me the Browns. I like the Browns here, too, and I like it a lot. This is one I'll be betting maybe even soon before we even get close to Sunday because I think the public will agree and that line will start moving a lot. Uh, I had the Browns last week paid off. I'll ride it again into this week. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys here. I, I like Cleveland. I, that spread kind of baffled me a little bit, but um, I'm, I'm going to go with Cleveland there. Next game, we've got Indianapolis Colts traveling to Miami. Miami Dolphins are one and a half point favorite. I can't, 
<laughs> I, if the Colts are going to win a game, it's got to be this one. Uh, I, I don't think Jacoby Brisket is uh, is good. So I'm going to say the Colts get off the schneid and take a victory in Miami. Give me the Colts. Yeah, I think the Colts have to win. Uh, they were the pick to win the AFC South, and now they got one win uh, so far. Not looking good. It's uh, they have no, or no should, yeah, no wins, no win. Uh, but um, their backs are against the wall right now. That franchise is too good to have a season that they're on track for. I, I think they have a bounce back game. Yeah, the best 0-3 team out there, Indianapolis. Um, I, I agree with you all here, too, as well. Give me Indianapolis on that one. Last one. Do we want to do – do we want to do Titans, Bears, or Chargers? Monday Night Football. Um, well, I don't want to do the Bears. I can tell well, you why that. Why don't we do Thursday Night Football for the Bengals? We'll be at the bar tomorrow night. Okay, that's no, good. The Bengals Jags. We will go Jacksonville travels to Cincinnati for Thursday night football. Cincinnati's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I bet you Cincinnati hasn't been a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in a long time. I mean, in a long time. I, you can, I, I, I'm sorry. You cannot give Cincinnati seven-and-a-half points. You just can't. Jacksonville is bad, but they're not like the Jets. They have a pulse. So I think they keep it within seven and a half. And so I will take the Jags to cover in uh, dirty sense. I've probably checked this line 50 times today, waiting for it to go to seven. It's stuck on seven and a half. I want the seven so bad and I'll take the Bengals. But uh, I guess I didn't get it before free money. I'll still go seven and a half, not with my real money. For this, I'll take the Bengals. But I really want that to drop half more, another half point before I put any money on it. But the Bengals will cover you know, I, 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 fl- I didn't know what I was going to do here, but I think for Burrow um, going against Trevor Lawrence, I, I think there's some added something here. So I'm going to agree with Drew here, and I'm going to go with Cincinnati, and I, I th- hopefully I'll wait and get that at seven as well. I do want to thank the NFL for the two nights I've hosted ESPN at night, giving me Panthers, Texans, and Jaguars, Bengals as the games to talk about. I had to talk last week for really two full hours about the Panthers and Texans, including interviewing beat writers. And when it came to the Texans, my producer said, don't ask any Deshaun Watson questions since he's not playing. So here's a question for you all. You have to ask eight questions to the beat writer of the Texans and not mention the name Deshaun Watson. What the hell are you going to say? How's the quarterback position doing? <laughs> okay, seven more. How were Tyrod Taylor's ribs from when that trainer broke them in L.A. last year? <laughs> okay. Then I'm what? out of questions. That's all I got. That was a struggle. Well, let me tell you, it ended up with me just being like, Houston, boy, that's a crazy place. You know, I really didn't have a lot. And now they're giving me Bengals Jags. I'm just going to say Josh Allen's name a couple times and then uh, go, you know, LSU connection. That's crazy. But you know what I would ask? You know what I would ask the reporter? Ron Lemon or Mark Stoops? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Do it. Let me be honest with you. I mean, we can't do this on the air, but I bet you women listening to this, and I know there's some women that listen to this, 
in your own mind, you have an opinion in Mark Stoops versus Ryan Lemon. I'm not saying Jay do, but I know the women out there do. And if they want to submit a vote, I, I'm listening to their opinions. Tweet us, DM us, put up a poll. Do you think that's a topic we can do on KSR or no? I, I, I go no. I mean, I would definitely laugh and have a blast doing it, but I would think it was – Well, I think Ryan – like, I, I wouldn't want people – I wouldn't want people to answer because I wouldn't want Ryan to, like, get his feelings hurt. At the same time, the idea of the question would be a good top, like, a th- funny thing to say, right? Uh, Ryan, even though he wouldn't be at fault, we're starting this conversation without him. He would be on the couch for two years at home. Amanda I was going to say the same thing. Amanda would be mad at just the mere idea of it. Even though he has nothing to do with this conversation, he, he's getting pulled into it from afar. He would be in trouble. Well, remind me to tell you, Drew, which one of our friends, uh, girlfriends, just the moment she heard Vince Merrow was like, sign me up, cowboy. Somebody wants the big dog. That's exactly right. Jay, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Drew, salute, and we will see you all next week. Go Cats. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.